Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine the Finisher. I'm your greeter this morning. Who's on the line? Good morning. My name Eva. Good morning, Yvonne. You say pray for your cousin. What was her name again? Aida. She said Aida. Aida. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you Mati. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory. Hey, happy Toronto Tuesday, everybody. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good to you, too. <laughs> Anyone else just joining the call and want to say good morning? Good morning, morning. Melody. Melody, I heard Melody. Good morning to you. And who else was that? Good morning, Tarina. Miss B. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Good morning to you, Sister Tracy. Happy Triumphant Tuesday to you. Good morning, it's wonderful Wanda. Wonderful Wanda. Good morning to you. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Anyone else want to say good morning? Love to hear your sound this morning. Glory to God. Good morning. This is Termina to finish, and I'm greeted this morning. Anyone else just join the call and say good morning? Do we have any men or first-time callers who want to say good morning? Who was that? Give God praise. Give God praise. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman the Finisher. I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else just want to call and say good morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Do we have any birthdays today? We want to shout out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victor. This is Truman the Finisher. Anyone else just join the call and say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Triumph for Tuesday. Same to you. Can you keep me in your prayers, please? Praise the Lord. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Yeah. 
I just am having issues and uh, just ask God to help me. Okay. Okay, Susie. Thank you. Trust them. Trust them. Trust them and believe. Amen. Anyone else just join the call and want to say good morning? Okay. I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Again, I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello. My name is Tarina Defenders, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of November where a monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each Declare will focus on how Leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desire for us within the work we do for him. Make sure you invite a friend. They can be blessed, too. There is one announcement today. P&T Bible studies tonight. Prayer begins at 5.30 p.m. sharp, and Bible study goes from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You don't want to miss the teaching from Pastor LaBelle Jones. It would definitely enrich your spirit. I have, there is one prayer request submitted by the app, and that is from Sonia Renee Fisher. Her father is having surgery on his throat this morning. Please pray for his healing and successful surgery. And continue prayer for her little brother, his mind and heart. We have a second um, prayer request, and it's from Yvonne, praying for her cousin, Aida, and lift her up in prayer, and continue to lift up Susie. Also, um, I want to pray for uh, my dear friend, uh, Pastor Kerry Jones at uh, Transition. Please lift up his wife, Tina Jones, and family. And... The order of the call is prayer and, and, and corporate praise is Melody. Declaration is Raven. Then we go right into to closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise Melody. Declaration is Raven. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for today is from Philippians 2.4. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the search has come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Melody. Everyone, please have a blessed day. Happy early Thanksgiving to everyone. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this time of communing with you. You are so worthy to be praised, and we thank you, Father. We just thank you. Coming to you humbly this morning, we come upon your throne of grace. And we just bring all our cares and our concerns to you because you said in First Peter 5 and 7 that we can cast all our cares upon you for you care for us. So we bring all of our prayers and our petitions in our heart to you this morning, just thanking you for this time to be able to commune with you. We thank you for being the great I am, for being the author and finisher of our faith, for being the loving father that you are. We thank you for continuing to keep your hands upon our lives and not turning your ears away from us, but upholding our arms when we can't hold our arms ourselves. We thank you, Father God, for your comfort and your peace and your joy and your love and your faithfulness. We thank you for teaching us how to maintain our self-control. We thank you, oh God, for your patience. We thank you for your understanding, your wisdom, and your knowledge. We thank you for just being our Papa. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord, because you are just so good to us. Even when we don't even recognize how good you are, you are so good to us. You are so good to us. You are just so good to us. I thank you, Lord, for just continuing to keep us every single day. I thank you, oh God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for your heart for not treating us as our sins deserve. I thank you, oh God, for opening doors that we could not have walked through on our own. I thank you, oh God, for extending our lives when we put ourselves in situations where we could have been dead. I thank you, Lord, for sparing us. I thank you for your mercy, for your grace. I thank you for pardoning us. We come to you in repentance this morning for any sins that we may have committed, knowingly and unknowingly, any secret faults, secret thoughts, and secret intentions. We ask you, Father God, for your forgiveness right now. We ask you, Father God, for your pardoning, that you pardon us, that you show us clemency on this day and every other day, Lord God. We thank you for the time and consideration just to allow us to be able to come to you in repentance. We thank you, Papa. I bring upon this altar these prayer requests that have been given. And I just ask, Father God, that you meet them at their place of need, Lord God that you meet each and every one of them for Sister Yvonne, her cousin Aida. Lord God, I ask that you cover her. I ask that you heal her, that you keep her in every single thing that she is encountering right now. Lord God, I ask that you blow a fresh wind upon her life. I also ask that you cover Sister Sonia's dad. I ask you, Father God, that you cover him in the surgery, Lord God, that you will enter into that room and you will be with the surgeon, that you will guide his hand on her father's throat this morning, and that you cover her little brother, his heart, and his mind, Lord God. Restore unto him a sound mind, O oh God, that you give him peace in his heart, Lord God. Let, it not, let his heart not be troubled any longer. Let him come to find 
find who you are and sit in your glory and understand you for who you have called him to be, Lord God. That he will yield unto you this day. I ask you, Father God, for Sister Susie, Lord God, that you just continue to touch her mind and her health. Restore unto her joy, Lord God. Place joy back into her heart, O oh God. That she's not troubled with the things of this world, but that she turns and yields everything over to you, walking according to your will and your heart, Lord God. I ask, Father God, also that you cover Pastor Terry Jones and his family for comfort and strength as Pastor Terry has transitioned. So we just ask you, Father God, that you just cover them in their time of need right now, Lord God. I ask you that you heal their hearts, Lord God, that you be the great comforter in this time, in this time of their need, Lord God. We just ask you, Father God, that you continue to protect our children, that you continue to lead and direct our children while they're at school, that you protect them in their travels to school, that you protect them when they are encountering their teachers and the administrators, Lord God, that you put your hand upon their lives, Lord God. Let them be influential to the people that they come into contact with, Lord God. Send a messenger to give them the word so that they can go out and share the gospel with all those people that they come into contact with. We ask you, Father God, right now in the name of Lord Jesus, that you set a fire inside of each and every one of them, that you stir it up inside of them, Lord God, and that you shake away every single thing that is not of you, O oh God, that the spirit of Molech will not have any authority or power in their lives, O oh God. We ask you, Father God, that you just continue to intercede here in this day for we have a lot of things going on in the world but you said that you are greater and you have sent all of us for such a time as this and you're preparing us for what is to come lord god and i just ask you that you just continue to lead and direct every footstep that we take if there's any prayer request that is unspoken lord god i ask that you meet them also at their place of need i ask that you just continue to restore and replenish your earth, oh God, and allow for us to know and have the wisdom in order to do it. So I just ask all of Declare Victory, if you will come off of mute and spend some time with the Father with me. Praise Take you your phones off mute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Give you glory. Give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Give you glory. Give you honor, God. We thank you for this. The Lord is made. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. 
our own preservations about leadership, our own ideologies that may not actually align with leadership, but maybe things that we have um, grown cold to, we've grown callous to, um, some beliefs that we have um, we've developed accustomed to accepting that really don't reflect the leadership um, that God has for us. So I'm going to start with this quote uh, from Robert Greenleaf. He's an author and a founder of the Modern Servant Leadership Movement. And the quote says, the first and most important choice of a leader makes is the choice to serve, without which one's capacity to lead is severely limited. Um, so in some facet or another, we're all leaders, and it's important that every leader develops their own reasonable philosophy that actually aligns with their core values. Uh, Ambler 2012 highlighted a leadership philosophy can be defined as a set of beliefs, values, and principles that strongly influence or influences how we interpret reality and guide our understanding of influencing humans. So in short, a leadership philosophy is a personal guide. And many of you may not understand or may not have the capacity to uh, embrace how to develop your own leadership philosophy. And so in order to uh, kind of guide you um, in this space, it's important to identify these things first before developing your leadership philosophy. Number one, you must first identify your core values. And with your core values comes your purpose. Uh, your work style, that includes your communication style, uh, your expectations, behavior you will and will not tolerate, as well as if you're in a, in a professional space, your professional priorities um, and how you want to receive feedback. Feedback is one of the most important tools um, when it comes to leadership development and when it comes to uh, principles and values and philosophies that we developed behind our leadership. And so for those of us who are believers, those values should have a consistent and non-negotiable foundation that is um, adequately, adequately supported by the word of God. And so out of all we identify with in some, every Christian leader should easily identify as a living sacrifice or a servant to all. And as Jesus is the ultimate servant leader, like him, we are called to suffer. Matthew 20 verses 26 through 28 are going to be my core scriptures. We'll discuss a few other scriptures later on, but this is um, my theme scripture for today, and it reads, it will not be, verse 26, it will not be like this among you, but whoever wants to become great among you must first, excuse me, let me start over. So verse 26 reads, it will not be like this among you, but whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Verse 27 reads, and whoever wants to be most prominent among you must be your slave. Verse 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So today I want to connect something that's completely common to us, but we also may not have uh, connected it with leadership. And so my title for today is The Senses of a True Leader. Okay, so we all have five senses. Speaking is not the only product by which we express our truth in leadership. I want to make sure we put our phones on mute. Sounds like someone's joined in and their phone isn't on mute. Um, thank you for putting your phone on mute. So again, we all have five senses, and speaking is not the only product by which we express our truth in leadership. We often highlight orders as leaders, um, but all true leaders acknowledge that their leadership is not based solely on what they say and how they say it. 
Okay, so the greatest leaders have mastered the art of balance in acknowledging the necessity for functioning of all senses. And in no particular order, the five senses are what we are mostly familiar with. I think all of us know these here. Smell, hearing, touch, taste, and sight. And among the, the five senses, all of them help us to connect with the elements of our surroundings. And while some may lack uh, one of these in the natural, fortunately, it does not disconnect them from the spiritual. Uh, for example, you might have someone that's blind. Uh, being blind does not prevent you physically. Being blind does not prevent you from being able to spiritually see. Uh, that is a great benefit of being spiritually in tune um, and being connected with Christ. Um, and through his decision to redeem us, we have access to spiritual senses. And that is in my eyes, one of the greatest gifts that he's given us outside of our physical, we have access to a realm of spirituality that those who are not believers, those who have not connected with God do not have access to. Um, and so we have, um, we have an advantage. And so the unequivocal challenge of the five senses is to present these four things, the words, the works, the will, and the wonder of God. I'm going to repeat that. The unequivocal challenge of the five senses is to present the words, the works, the will, and the wonder of God, okay? And to help you further understand the responsibility of a great leader and how important their senses are, these are the five main scripture texts for references of each of the five senses. senses. So um, according, when, we're, when we're discussing great leaders, uh, first, according to John 8 and 47, the greatest leaders listen to hear the voice and instruction of God. And according to Psalm 34 and 8, the greatest leaders lead with the foresight that God has given them to lead. According to Psalm 34 and 8 again, the greatest leaders must first taste themselves what God has given them to ensure it's safe for the consumption of God's people, and then further speak and declare what God has given them. And then according to Matthew uh, 9, verses 20 and 21, for the greatest leaders to use their hands to perform the works of the Father, they must first touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And ultimately, we have to experience Jesus for ourselves before we can present him and represent him to people uh, who may not believe and to others who may be struggling with their belief um, or someone that uh, we may be witnessing to, someone we, we may be trying to draw to Christ. And I find it to be impossible for us to be effective leaders without first going through a refining process uh, that empowers our leadership senses. Uh, and so in order for us to reach unparalleled successes, we must first be empowered before we can empower others. There are uh, points in life where I know, um, I'm going to talk from experience, where I have struggled um, in my own personal walk of leadership. Um, and, and some of those challenges have led me to cross worlds where, you know, I didn't understand what God was calling me to. Um, but not only that, but what he was calling me from. And so as leaders, it is imperable and it's very vital for us to understand where we're coming from, where we are, and where we're headed. And if we have no sight, um, if we have no vision, if we are not in tune, if we're not in touch, if we cannot hear the voice of God, if we um, cannot taste the things that God has shared with us first, if we are not able to consume them first, um, then how can we present these things to others um, so, that, so that they can also uh, be on board with what it is that we're presenting as leaders? 
And without the ability to hear the voice and instruction of God, how can we truly be a leader? So as a person who considers themselves a leader, um, I've, I'm, I'm, I find myself to, I'm kind of young, I'm 35, um, but growing up, um, it was a struggle for me. In school, um, I was a great student, but I struggled with balancing um, leadership and personal endeavors. And what do I mean by that? Um, a lot of times I, I, I understood that um, I led groups of my friends. They did what I, what I did. They said what I said. Um, they dressed how I dressed, uh, how I would wear my hair. I would come to school and someone would be like, oh, your hair's so cute. Your mom did your hair cute. I'm like, what she do? How she do that? And I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't want them doing what I did. You know, I don't want their hair to look like mine. I don't want them dressing how I dress. I don't want them, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like to be mimicked. And one thing that I've learned over the years is that when you're a leader, uh, you don't get to say what you don't want. Um, you have to live the way you're supposed to live so that you are being an example in front of others and for others. And so I would often get upset and I would get frustrated when I was mimicked, when I was copied. And one particular time, I believe it might have been fifth grade, uh, this girl who actually considered, I considered her a friend. And hear me out, my mom knew she was not a friend. Um, she was somebody who didn't have an identity. Um, and because she didn't have an identity, she was so easily um, influenced by the things that I did. Um, she didn't have a backbone. Uh, she just, she, her, her, obviously her home um, and her upbringing, her home life didn't establish leadership qualities. Um, and so she would come to school. Uh, she didn't, she didn't do much of her work. She was very intelligent, very good at math, um, but she didn't really focus on her work. She focused on not paying attention <laughs> pretty much. And so um, I came to school with this particular hairstyle. And at this time, this hairstyle that I had, if I say what hairstyle is, stylist, if hairstyles on here, you know what I'm talking about. It was a flat twist with the bantu knot at the end, and it kind of reached the halfway of your head with the bantu knot. Um, and then you could you could do the back however you want. So my mom would have the back and ponytails with knockers and twists, um, and it was it was like super cute. And so that was the introduction to that hairstyle. I remember uh, my mom uh, was in the salon and somebody um, had that hairstyle, and so then she was like, oh, "I'm gonna do that on my daughter." Kids weren't really wearing that. Um, and so it was kind of like it was an introduction. And so at school, nobody was wearing that. It was it wasn't really out like that. And at that time, if it, you weren't looking in hair magazines or stylists hadn't gone to a hair show, um, that's how we were introduced to new hairstyles. Um, and so now you got social media, you got the internet, you got all these ways of having access to new hairstyles that are being shared, refined, and all the things. And so um, my mom did that hairstyle on me, and it was so cute. It was actually for picture day. Um, and I wore the hairstyle. It was so cute. And so the girl that I considered my friend, and like I said, my mom knew we weren't really friends. The girl just was a follower, um, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. And so um, she was like, ooh, your hair cute. Um, how she do that? And she was just like all up in my hair. And I was like, girl, back up. You know, you too close. Like, let me just be cute. You know, like without people just being all over me or whatever. And so, well, lo and behold, uh, I think it was like the next day she came with a similar hairstyle. Now, I'm not hating on the girl. This is just facts. Her hair wasn't as long as mine, so it didn't have the same impact, okay? Um, it just, it, she didn't have edges. I'm just keeping it a buck. She didn't have edges, and so it didn't have, it just didn't have the same influence. So what she thought was going to have the same impact did not have the same impact that my, my hair had on her. So she came, and I didn't even acknowledge her hairstyle. What was there to acknowledge? 
Um, I came to school with the hairstyle, and you copied it. What did you want me to say? Oh, your hair cute? I didn't give it a benefit of the doubt. Now, hear me out. As leaders that we are today, we have to empower others. And as we empower others, we have to, part of empowering others is acknowledging their efforts. Being in the fifth grade, I might have been 10 years old. I think you're 10 in the fifth grade. But being in the fifth grade, that wasn't on my mind. My mind was more so focused on, you know, I didn't like being copied. I didn't like being mimicked. I didn't like setting a foundation for others. I hated it. Um, I liked uh, doing things differently, and I liked being set apart, but I didn't like being copied. And so it irritated me that that girl came to school with my hairstyle. It wasn't exactly like it, um, again, but um, it, 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 it showed that my influence caused her to want to go and do this thing. And so that same week, okay, I went to church, um, had my hair done. Same, it was the same style that, that Sunday. And a girl in, uh, in, my, in the youth choir with me, she was like, oh, right, your hair cute. Well, what did she do? The next week came to church with <laughs> a similar hairstyle. And in that same vein, her hair wasn't as flourishing as mine, and she didn't really have a lot of edges. And so it didn't have the same impact. So I didn't acknowledge her hair either. And I had a habit, I know this may not be the right thing, but I had a habit of, I would acknowledge people if they did it better than me, but I didn't like acknowledging people who didn't meet my standard. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. And so um, I, I ended up, I was so frustrated with the first girl that the second girl at my church, who I actually loved, she actually was a girlfriend of one of my cousins. I loved this girl. And I actually said something to her out of frustration with the first girl. And I was like, why you copy my hairstyle? And she was like, what? No, I didn't. Well, clearly you did. Yeah, ain't nobody even seen this hairstyle like that. And I came to church with it first, and you went and got it. Okay, so to her defense, she mimicked what she saw. And so, as a child, I think it's very important as parents to teach our children that when you are becoming and you're developing as a leader, um, part of empowering others is to acknowledge when they're when you're being mimicked and it's okay it does not have to be a perfect emulation of what you're doing because everybody's going to have their twist upon what it is that you present and if we if we keep it a buck and we use jesus as the the pinnacle of leadership of servant leadership and of empowerment and unparalleled success his decision um, could never be mimicked laying down his life okay that was a decision that was what he was called to do was to lay down his life to redeem our sins upon rising again and going with the Father um, and sending his spirit back to empower us, okay? But none of us could do that. Buddha couldn't do that. Uh, Muhammad couldn't do that. Uh, none of the other religion, religious affiliates or representatives could do what Jesus did. Now, some, man, we, we've, we've gone through life and we've seen where people have, uh, have, have said, oh, this is, this is the second coming of Christ. Like, this is not Christ, right? You, we can't, we can't redo that. Right. And so there's that doesn't stop people from wanting to emulate. And so a lot of times what we deem as demonic is just an emulation of what God has planted in the earth. And I want to go somewhere special with that. So for us to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the greatest servant leader of all time, we also have to acknowledge that there are people that are coming after him, that have come after him, that want to emulate and mimic his greatness. And it is only because Greatness draws the attention of, of, of others, okay? And so in my experience of being a child and not understanding that my leadership among every facet of my life was to be mimicked, that is, that's something that's going to happen, right? But it, it is my goal and it should be my 
a prerogative to present the best version of myself so that the best version of myself represents God in his totality, and I am able to be an example of what God uh, what God has placed in me, right? And if we go back to uh, the, the, the goal and the purpose of the five senses, and I'm going to reiterate uh, uh, what, those, what those goals are in just a minute. Let me go back here. Just give me one second. Okay. So being that the unequivocal challenge of the five senses is to present the words, the works, the will, and the wonder of God, okay? What does that look like for us? That looks like I am, as a leader, to present God's very best through my best, right? I am always, um, I have the prerogative and I have the spiritual intuitiveness to present my very best because that is a representation of God. My worst is not the representation of God. My worst is the representation of me. But at my worst, I can still represent God, if that makes sense, okay? My worst is a representation of my flaws, but at my very best, I represent God. This is God flowing through me at my best. At my worst, he can still work through me, but it's showing my, my, my human nature. It's showing my flaws. It's showing what I'm not perfect at. But does that make me not a good leader? No, a good leader shows their flaws. Jesus was the only leader, the only servant leader that was flawless, okay? And so as he was 100% God, he was also 100% man. Unfortunately, we are 100% men. We have God in us, but we are 100% men striving to be more like Jesus, okay? So with our our challenge um, with our senses uh, to present the words, the works, the will, and the wonder of God. We have a responsibility to speak as God speaks, to do as God does, and to perform as God performs the wonders of God, right? And so when Jesus walked around and he healed the people, when he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he was performing the works of God, the Father that sent him. He was doing what God sent him there to do, to be a representative, to be a liaison, to say, hey, look, this is what the power of God operates through in a space of servant leadership. But he was so lowly. The Bible speaks of him as lowly and meek. He didn't go out and he wasn't out boisterous and I am Jesus the Christ. It was always, who do you say that I am? Who do you think that I am? When they wanted him to say that he was Jesus the Christ, they wanted him to say he was the savior of the world. Of the, of the world. He always approached with, who do you say that I am? Because at the end of the day, it is what you believe that makes me who I am, right? Because it is our belief. What do we believe? So who do I think that I am? Do I believe I'm a leader? Do I believe that I'm set apart? I can't be set apart and a leader if I don't want to be followed. I cannot be set apart and a leader if I don't want people to mimic the things that I do. Certainly they can't do it exactly how I, how I do it, but you got to put your own twist on it. You got to show me some effort that, hey, girl, I'm, I'm copying you, but I'm doing it my way and it works. Right? Don't show me that you try to copy me 100% and then you fail at copying me because you want to do it exactly the way I did it. Let's think about fashion. I love fashion. I'm a person that loves style. I love putting things together. And I mean from ins and outs. It's not just clothes, but I love, um, I love home decor. Um, I mean, you name it. Anything, when, anything style related, I love it when it comes to hair, nails, like anything that develops a sense of leadership and it shows individuality. People want to copy individuality. It doesn't take the individuality away from uh, the pinnacle or the prototype. What it does is, is it shows that from this one seed can bloom a tree. And what comes from a tree? A trunk, and then you have branches, and then you have leaves. So what is a tree if it is only having a trunk and one branch and one leaf? There is no character there. It is simplicity at its finest. But when it comes to leadership, leadership doesn't evolve with just 
a foundation of simplicity, but it grows into a more complex entity. It shows what we're capable of even when we think we are incapable. And so Jesus showed us the complexity of leadership. And what, what, make, what made it so complex and so beautiful is that he said, hey, look, I'm not just your leader. I'm your servant leader. I'm the head honcho of lowliness. And I'm going to show you how to be lowly. He wasn't walking around in Gucci. He walked around in flip-flops and sandals like everybody else and tunics and whatever else that they wore. His feet was ashy and dusty like everybody else's. He wasn't making sure that every chance he got, he was putting Vaseline on and that he was just 100% looking um, the perfect part every time. No, he fit in. He settled in. He didn't settle, but he settled in. What do I mean by that? Well, he became lowly. Lowly doesn't mean you're low and you're weak. It means you're lowly and meek, right? It means that I um, am so confident in the things that God has, the mission that God has put me here for, that I know how to take myself and flip the, the leadership qualities that I have and turn them into points of humility where you see yourself in me and you begin to identify with me, right? So that was the empowerment that I gave the, those girls that copied my hairstyle. They felt empowered. Oh, this black girl got a huge, cute hairstyle that I've never seen before, but I feel like I can do that. And what would be the purpose of me saying you can't do that? I, the leadership says that somebody else is doing it because I did it. And I didn't understand that as a little girl. So as I grew older, I realized the power that I had when it comes to um, people following me and people mimicking me and wanting to do things like me, wanted to be like me. And it took me some years for me to understand that that's what servant leadership is all about. I didn't know the servant part of leadership. I only knew what the following portion of leadership looked like. I didn't really want to be followed. I didn't want to be copied. I wanted people to do their own thing as I was doing my own thing, right? And so as I matured, I learned that it doesn't work like that. God doesn't move like that. He shows us ways. He gives us vision. Um, he gives us sight. He, um, he allows us to touch his garment so that we can be made whole to show people what wholeness looks like. And that's what servant leadership looks like. And so for the greatest leaders to use their hands to perform the works of the Father, they must first touch the hem of Jesus' garment. I had to touch Jesus' garment for me to become servant leader. I wasn't the best leader because I'm complaining about people copying me, right? I'm complaining about people doing what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, that's what Martin Luther King did. He stood up and he said, look, this is the blueprint. I'm showing you guys how to... This is what we can do to end segregation. This is what we can do um, to uh, raise awareness for civil rights, right? These people are not being treated fairly. These are my people, and I'm going to lead the way and show y'all how to do it. And unfortunately, he didn't get to see the end product of uh, what he worked so hard for because he was assassinated. And what does that mean? That means that the person that should have been following his leadership chose uh, to assassinate him, and they did not want to embrace the leadership and the servant leader that he was. He wasn't a perfect servant leader. I remember the older that I got, I realized how imperfect Martin Luther King was. Um, you know, he smoked cigarettes, he cussed, he cheated on his wife. It was a whole lot of things, but that didn't take away from his leadership. It just showed him as a human being. And so for us to parallel ourselves against or um, up against leaders who have served before us, what can we do to refine that? Well, I make a decision that I won't be this version. I'll be the better version of myself to exemplify better leadership qualities. Well, how do I do that? I challenge myself. I'm, cl I'm closing now. Um, and so I want to challenge you all with three things. Um, I want you to identify, write these down if you can. If you're driving, please don't write them down. Just play back later um, and you, you can highlight or you can get them from someone else who has um, identified these things. 
So the three leadership challenges I want us to uh, to focus on this for the re remainder of this month is to identify your uniqueness as a leader, um, identify your personal strengths as a leader, and then identify your weaknesses as a leader. And then for 30 days, personally commit to conditioning that weakness. What do I mean by that? Well, Raven, um, that is just you committing to strengthening, conditioning and strengthening, it's working it out. It is attempting to make it better, to make it stronger so it is not at your weakest, right? We all have a weakness when it comes to our leadership. But that does not mean that you don't continue to develop that weakness so that it is not a visible weakness to others, right? Everybody has a limp. We all have a limp. Um, but it is what you do with that limp. Do you empower the limp or do you highlight it as a limp? We empower the limp. Well, how do I empower the limp? Well, I commit to conditioning where my limp is. I may always have a limp, but it ain't gonna it ain't gonna it ain't gonna make me fall. That's what I mean by conditioning that weakness. So again, the three things for a leadership challenge I want to help you to identify is your unique your uniqueness as a leader, your personal strength as a leader, and then identify your weaknesses as a leader, and then for 30 days commit to conditioning that weakness. So that even in its weakness, it's strong. Okay, um, and so now um, I'm going to pray real quick over all of us, um, and then we will move on into the next segment of of the call. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the impartation. Um, I thank you for the ability to speak to your people. I thank you that you have chosen each of us to be servant leaders under your tutelage, under your power, under your glory, under your will, and under your way. God, I thank you for the might and the strength that you've given each of us to stand tall in your word, to perform your works, to declare your will, and to declare your word, and that we would uh, be representatives of your wonder. Father, I thank you that everything that we touch as leaders uh, will begin to flourish, that things that we lay our hands on will grow, that we would not stunt anyone else's growth uh, due to absorbing um, our ideas, ideals of leadership that do not reflect yours, that we may become more servant leaders and we will find a way to follow you as you would continue to empower us uh, to be all that you've called us to be. Help us to find a way to secure our space in heaven. God, and how do we do that? We acknowledge you as our father. We acknowledge you as our friend. We acknowledge you as our savior. And we acknowledge you as the redeemer of the earth. I thank you that every person on this call would be impacted in, a, in the most significant way to challenge themselves uh, to identify their uniquenesses as a leader, to identify their personal strengths, and then identifying their weaknesses and committing to conditioning that weakness so that they understand that even at their lowest, they still have strength in you, and we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you for the furthering of this call. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now we are going to, I'm going to open up the call to first time, uh, excuse me, the gentleman on the call, and we're going to open up the, the, the call for a gentleman who didn't have an opportunity to say good morning or hello. Um, we know that the ladies can be more uh, vocal on here, so we want to give space for the gentleman to say good morning, um, and then post that, uh, we'll allow first time callers. Um, to acknowledge or if you haven't been on the call in a long time and you just want to say hello we'll allow you that space as well and then we'll open up the call to everyone um so that we can greet and then we will go into our uh, declare uh, our love life and victory portion so good morning guys any gentlemen want to say good morning or hello or just want to just holla at me good morning how are y'all
All right, no guys want to say good morning? All right, we got first time or first time in a long time. People who want to say hello or good morning um, or just um, just greet. Um, now is the time. If this is your first time or you haven't been on in a long time, this is your opportunity to say good morning or hello. Go ahead. Good morning. Ooh, y'all quiet this morning. Okay. So, all right. This is it's open up to everybody. Anybody that want to say good morning? Now is your opportunity. Good morning, to Ray. Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Hi, pretty. How are you? Wonderful. Great declaration. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Mrs. Kindness. Thank you so much for your declaration. That was amazing. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Leomia. Great decoration. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. This is Juanita. Great decoration. Good morning, Juanita. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't catch your name. What was that? Carla. Good morning. How are you? Okay, thank you. Good, good. Good morning, little Mercy. Good morning. Hey, girl. Love you. You're crazy. Love you, too. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Raven. It's Gloria. It's Gloria. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Couldn't be any better. Great, great. Thank you. Absolutely. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good, good morning, morning, Raven. Oh, we have some Siamese twins. That was two people at a time. <laughs> good morning, Raven. This is Sonia, a.k.a. Baby Spice. That was, ooh, that was a lot. You dropped a lot of nuggets there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Pamela. Thank you so good much morning, for the declaration. Absolutely. Good morning. This is Mary. Thank you so much for your declaration. Sending blessings. Thank you, Mary. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Good morning. Hey, girl. Anybody else want to say good morning? Whoa. Right. Now I know why. Hey. hey, whoa, that's why I knew I, I couldn't let up texting you, but now I know why. No, for real, for real. Great declaration, sis. Good morning, good morning. I'm sorry, good y'all. Morning. That was a little joke, man. It was right on point, though, huh, right? <laughs> oh, my God, y'all starting me early. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? I guess not. So we're going to open the call for our love, life, and victory portion. No, um, I want to um, say good oh. morning. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. <laughs> Little Mercy. Oh, my God. Cut it out. <laughs> You're so ugly right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. It was amazing. Oh God. Can y'all believe I'm related to this? <laughs> Sometimes I don't understand. No, seriously. 
I'm trying to. I'm tr- if if I'm scheduled if I'm scheduled for Thursday, I'm not speaking because I was like, nope, I'm not following that train. Not following oh that please, train. the the train is choo chooing <laughs> right on. Come on, ride that train and ride it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna behave. Good morning, everybody. I know that what it sounded. I know some of you confused. This is Tanya, not Tanya. I know it's been a while. I've been jet lagged and out of the country and stuff, but that don't have nothing to do with nothing. Raven, that was amazing. All right, that's it. All right, I love you, Tiki. All right, we're going to open the call for Love, Life, and Victory. This is the perfect opportunity for you to share your think pieces. If there's something that stood out to you um, from the share, um, if it struck a match in you where you wanted to kind of expound on something or you have a question about something, or God just, you know, kind of dropped a little nug or a nudge um, for you to share something. We're going to keep it short. We're not going to spend all day on one on one, one person sharing a lifelong story. This is not that opportunity. This is just an opportunity for us to have um, a corroborative, a I know, corroborative. I suck at double R. Anyway, this is a time where we're going to communicate together, and we're going to work together, and we're going to have opportunity to share um, and just kind of feed off each other. We're going to vibe out. And just have a have a moment of of just community, um, and this is that space for that. So um, anybody, I know somebody has their phone off mute. So the person that has their phone off mute, do you want to share first? Would you like to share, um, or you want you have something that you'd like to say about the share, or something that God may have dropped in your spirit while I was sharing? Um, it, it could even be a scripture, you know, something that that you feel um, aligns with what I was saying, or you know, God may have just you know, maybe giving you a, re- a fresh revelation. This is the perfect opportunity for that. So the floor, the door, the window, the wall is all open. Come with it, Good y'all. Morning. Good morning. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, um, <clears throat> when you were saying um, when you was younger, you was a leader. <clears throat> and, you know, how people was following you and stuff. other kids was following you. <clears throat> but I guess as you got older, um, you knew you was a leader and stuff like that, but in order to become a leader, you had to touch the hem of God's garment. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Hold on know. one second. One second. Let me let me pause you right there. There's somebody that has their phone off mute, and you're like doing pots and pans, cooking grits. I don't know what you're doing, but it's 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 impeding on the integrity of the call, and so I'm having a tough time hearing her speak. So if everybody could. Um, put your phones on mute, accept the person speaking, and accept myself. Otherwise, Shell is going to give you the super mute. Um, and if we super mute you, then she's going to have to unmute you so you can share when it's your turn. Um, Shell, if you would find that that egregious noise would be very helpful. I think it's gone now. I don't hear it. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was rude. Um, and go ahead and share. What was your question? You said um, now that you are a leader, but in order to become a leader, you had to touch the hem of God's garment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand that. Can you help me with that? Okay, absolutely. So, um, uh, if we were, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually read the scripture, and then I will delve into what that, um, what that actually means. So, the scripture that I was referencing was actually Matthew nine, and then verses twenty and twenty-one. I'm gonna read that um, right now for you. All right, so it says, and behold, a woman who had been suffering with a hemorrhage 12 years approached from behind and touched the edge of his cloak, his, meaning Jesus. For she said to herself, if only I touch his cloak, 
or the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Um, but Jesus, turning around, seeing her, said, have courage, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed in that hour. Um, so this is a story, portion of a story of referring to a woman that was bleeding for 12 years. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's no, sh no shame or anything if you're not familiar. But a woman who had been, she'd suffering from bleeding for 12 years. Um, and she was eager to be in the presence of Jesus. And, but there was a huge crowd. It was very difficult for her to, um, to gain his attention. And so what she was able to do was touch the hem of his garment, meaning just a little small hem of the bottom mm -hmm. of his, his cloak, right? And her faith is what made her whole. And um, Jesus acknowledged her when she grabbed his, the hem of his garment. Um, and he wanted to know who touched him because he wanted to make that person whole. Because if that person had the strength that she had to crawl through the crowd, because that's essentially what she did, uh, bleeding and um, probably dying because she suffered for 12 years. That's a long time to have a bleeding issue. Um, mm -hmm. And so this was her last ditch effort to gain, um, to, 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 to exemplify her hope, right? And so um, when, I, when, when I'm discussing the greatest leaders to use their hands to perform the work of the Father, we have to first touch the hem of his garment. We have to first be made whole before we can help other people, right? Before we can be the leaders he's called us to be, we have to be whole. And we have to, and for some, it may be the process of becoming whole before we can be the greatest influence to others. And so what my, my goal in that statement was is that I wasn't, as a child, I was not whole. I hadn't touched Jesus' garment yet, right? So my lens um, for leadership looked like I want to do, I want to be a leader, but I don't want people copying me. I want to be a leader. I don't want them following me. I want to be a leader, but I don't want them doing what I do. So in order for me to transcend that idea, I had to become a servant leader. How did I become a servant leader? I had to take the lens and turn it into God. If I am the leader that you called me to be, I have to accept that people are going to do what I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Okay. All right. Thank you for asking. I'm, I'm glad to bring clarity to that. Anybody else? Anybody else have a question or a revelation or? Hi, well, Marcy. Yes, ma'am. What it is. It's Petey. Thank you, girl. Listen, you have me over here with your, telling your stories about. I so get what you said because that wanting to be like Mike spirit has been on, on me, but it's a, it's a generational thing because I come from a line of leaders from my, mm -hmm. on my mom's side, my great, great, great. I mean, when I look back and see some of the pictures and hear some of the stories, so I get it. But I, too, used to get irritated because it's like, man, can I have anything? <laughs> I want to just be myself and people follow, even raising my children. I didn't get it, but it makes sense because mm -hmm. people are drawn to light, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we're at light, people are drawn to us. And I, I just this morning, like just this morning, when you said that, man, why not? Why not? You mm -hmm. have to have a servant mode because if you get irritated because people want to 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 imitate you, then what's wrong with you? I, I, it makes so yeah. much sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. But when you talk about them edges, I, I'll say this real quick because I can't be long-winded. I had a, a fight, y'all don't judge me, when I was in elementary school with a girl who wanted my Wee Pal lunch pail. So I let her have it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. She got it. Okay. She got it outside that head is what I'm trying to say because she's trying to be a boy. Okay, I'm going to I love you, little Mercy. Can't wait to hug your neck. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's essential. Like, I feel 
so for me, like maturing into adulthood, I had to just accept that I'm called to lead, but I have to learn to be a servant leader, which means I have to look at myself. I can't look at myself as better than people. I have to look at myself as someone who is to to help nurture other people into their next. Um, and so that was something I wasn't ready to accept as a kid. But all my life, my mom would be like, you're a leader. You're not a follower. And I didn't really know what that meant. It was just like, okay, what do, like, she never really explained what leaders do. Like, all I knew was leaders lead people and people be following them. And I didn't like people following me. <laughs> so anybody else want to share? Anybody else? Hey, right, it's Shell. Um, and just like um, our, our our conversation yesterday, um, you have to be able to follow to be a leader. We are our our best example. Jesus was the best example. So somebody got to follow to be a good leader, to follow a good leader. Mm-hmm. And I like um, what you said about, you know, in touch we, until we touch the hem of his garment. The scripture also says something with went out of him that's yes, the part the virtue the that's virtue. the part right there until we receive the virtue and it talks about it throughout the the bible about how we have to be in him i had a conversation with my sister in him for him by him and because of him until it's yes. him we we are leaders but until it's all him we become effective leaders so great mm-hmm. share the baddest one whoa I love you, right? I can't wait to God love you too, Shell. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? Anybody else got something to say? Anybody else have anything to share? Enlightenment, something that just, you know, stirred you up? Um, or you just want to respond to something that I said? Or you want to hook a massage? This is the perfect opportunity. The floor is open. Good morning, Ray. It's pretty for trees. Good morning, baby. Just little light of mine. I'm going to make them You was just letting your light shine, huh? <laughs> and they wanted to be the light, and they saw it. Yeah. Um, I, too, didn't think or want anyone to copy me. Um, I... I wanted to pride myself in being different and unique, right? Yes. Yeah. But we know that being an effective leader, uh, it draws people to us. Mm -hmm. They see something that they like. They see the God in us. And they want to emulate. Yeah. I thank God for his Holy Spirit. Um, that illuminates everything that you know he said that we were made in his image and his likeness Mm -hmm. and when we get out of our flesh I think that's what it was is that absolutely um, we hadn't received the information we hadn't received enlightenment yet and we were in our flesh and but now that we know who we are and whose we are we have a greater understanding. You gave so many nuggets this morning. Amazing declaration, woman of God. And I can't wait to meet you. And find Absolutely. Out I can't wait work. to meet you as well. <laughs> Maybe I'll make, you'll see me at the, if you're at the gala, I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Anybody else want to share or just have something to say? You have a question, you need some clarity on something. Um, maybe God just gives you a nugget or a revelation of something else. Or it led to you wanting to share a short, a shit a short story of your own <laughs> that reflects. <laughs> Good morning, Raymond. You you had me going several different ways, but it made me think about when you're a little girl and you want to grow up and be like your mom and you follow around in your mama. You put on your mama's shoes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're walking in her steps and you're sashing from side to side Mm -hmm. and you're emulating her. But as you get older and you go through life and you're like, yeah, no, I don't want to be like my mom. I want to be like me. Mm-hmm. But then when you have the, and you said something about Martin Luther King, he had his faults, but he still loved God. He still mm-hmm. did those things. We still do, we still, we're the same. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still the same, but it reminded me also of like when a duck has its chicks and they have that imprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how God, he has imprinted on our hearts, him. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. And, and, and you made me laugh when you talked about the girl and that haircut, the hairdo. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I hollered. And I was like, mm-hmm. Been there, done that. And it's funny that it's we still have that going on today. But now it's just like, oh, okay. I, I kind of mm-hmm. tell them, I said, okay. And I tell them now I compliment them for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't even trip. I tell them, mm-hmm. you look good. Keep, right. keep, keep going with it. it. It doesn't bother me. At mm-hmm. all, because I remember when I did it, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to compliment me. They wanted to make fun of me. Period. Catch that. They made fun yeah. of me. They didn't want to compliment mm-hmm. me. It's a difference. Yeah. Okay, I'm going going on mute. No, for real. At the end of the day, we all copying somebody. <laughs> Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, ain't nothing new under the sun. And everything that we do, somebody else has done it first. Um, the only thing is that if your name is not Adam and your na- name is not Eve, you just copy somebody. <laughs> so um, that is a representation of we can't get so into ourselves and what we're doing and our, the moves that we're making that we forget that we didn't start this movement. The movement was already started. We just joined into the rotation and we refined what somebody else has done. Even when it comes to style and fashion, you take what you see. And you flip it, and then what happens? There's some there's some styles that, some fashion styles that you know you had bell bottoms in the 70s, right? And then bell bottoms kind of left, right? And then they kind of come back, and you you find a different way to style it. You find a different way to complement um this this version of what we once were. And so I find it that it's important for us to re- continue to refine ourselves so that our thinking also aligns with the refinement. Um, and at the end of the day, if we identify our uniquenesses as a leader. It's easy for us to compliment the uniqueness of somebody else, but you have to embrace your uniqueness first. I didn't really want to embrace my uniqueness. I wanted to be unique, but I didn't want to embrace it because embracing it means it means that in my embracing of it, I also have to acknowledge somebody else when they embrace theirs, even if it comes from 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 them seeing what I did. Um, and that was something I really I just struggle with it bad, and sometimes I still fail. Um, I've noticed even now as an adult that I I get copied. And I kind of roll my eyes a little bit instead of saying, and it doesn't necessarily have to be style-wise, but something I might do or say, we get people doing on social media all the time. You post a status and somebody copied what you said and they didn't give you the credit. And they're like, why you didn't give me no credit for what I said? Well, did you actually make that up? (laughs) 
you just didn't say where you got it from. Because sometimes we don't realize well, nothing. There's nothing under the sun, and so I think it's, we all have to be generous, and we all have to be patient and kind toward each other, and just embrace the uniquenesses and the differences and the influence that we present before everybody. And we have to acknowledge that that's what that is. So anybody else want to share? Anybody, anybody, anybody want to share? Right. And, and truth be told, wisdom and all this comes from the Lord. So can't nobody take credit for nothing. So it is. Pity it. Hashtag, it's the Holy yes. Spirit. So that part. On God. <laughs> for real, for real. It is. I want to ask the question that I asked earlier. Well, I didn't ask the question, but I want to present um, an opportunity to ask this. So, what is something that you identify as your uniqueness as a leader? Um, anybody can answer. What is your uniqueness, your personal uniqueness as a leader? And you'll know what it is that's unique because that's what people like to copy. <laughs> what is different about you that people cling to? And the phone. What was that? I heard somebody asking for a comb or something. Is that your uniqueness? Oh, no. Maybe she didn't mean to talk. Anybody want to share? Somebody is not on mute, but they you like doing stuff that make me think you're about to talk. And so then I get quiet and then you're not saying nothing. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit telling you you need to speak. Um, <laughs> so, again, what is something that you identify as your uniqueness as a leader? What makes you unique as a leader? We're all leaders, so can't nobody shy away and be like, I ain't no leader. You are in some facet. If you're a leader at hey. work, if you're a manager, you're a leader. Yes. Good morning. Um, Good morning. This is 10. This is 10. I was thinking about lost my yet. So, I think my um, authenticity, um, Mm -hmm. the way that I um, share my life openly with people, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean just on—I don't mean social media. That's Mm -hmm. only what I want people to know. That's not really as open. Uh, But when I uh, one-on-one sessions or sessions. Just the 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 courage that God has given me. Because if you knew me before, and yeah. you hear me now, you wonder mm-hmm. what in the world happened. Because I wasn't telling nobody nothing. Because yeah. I didn't want anybody to know my business. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't. You know, I didn't. So I, that's one of the qualities that I have. That ain't your business. I hear you say that. Now. <laughs> But then to do a complete flip, like in 2017 or 2016, by the way, that it's all Dion's fault because we I were agree. talking one day. I agree. We were talking one day, and and we were just talking about the love of God and how we wanted to be used by God. And I don't know if she said it first or if I said it first, but one of us want to live my life like an open book. <laughs> Mm, and there goes the book. Oh Open as all get out. <laughs> Open as all get out. Be, be, sometimes the stuff leaves my mouth and I'd be like, oh my God, did I just say that? Anyway, I think yeah. that's it. But I get, I get that from my mentor. It was really, really open with me. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. And I agree. Only because I know you, 
I agree. It is your authenticity. And it can be cringy, but that's what makes it authentic. Um, is you get beyond the cringiness and it's like the like when you say, I can't believe I just said it, that's cringe. It's cringe worthy is what we call it. It's like, oh cringy. It's like makes you like, ah. Um, but that that's what makes it special. Um, and I applaud you because the stuff you be saying, I'm literally the opposite of what you said before. Like, nope, ain't none of you being You People think they know you until they actually do. Um, and for me, like, in this stage of my life, I like to keep it that way. Hopefully, or I'm not going to say hopefully, if God caused me to be more out loudy, ugh, well, I don't know what I would do with that, but I love you. And I think that it's so cool that you've evolved and flourished into just being more of an open book. You can't be a, you can't write books without being an open book unless you just want to write fairy tales. Um, but whenever you want to minister to people about the goodness of God, you kind of have to open yourself up um, to be the representative of the goodness of God. And so I think that your, especially your latest writing, I ain't trying to plug your book, hint, hint, but buy her book. Um, and it really expresses um, the authenticity and it, it shares the most intimate parts of her life and her experiences and how she's overcome some of the, the the most trying, I won't say worst, but the most trying experiences in her life. And the only way we can be a witness to people is if we're open to witnessing to them through our lives. So big ups to you, TT, my ninja. All right. Anybody else want to share? What is your uniqueness? Hey, what you to the table? Yeah. What up? So this this Auntie Diddy. I'm a, I have to make a run for the for the school, so I'm in my car. I can talk. But for me, it's just my openness and my transparency with millennials. I didn't even know, even with the young eighteen months to five, and I talk about the kids a lot, and I talk about being a mom a lot because that's where it is for me. Like what Tan says mm-hmm. too. I'm open. There's nothing that. My children, any other child can't ask me that I'm going to be honest. And I think that's how you heal the child because I know way, I'm trying not to get teared up, I know way too many people that are wounded because of things that they weren't told, the truth. Like, just tell the truth because why do you want, why why not? It's going to come out eventually. So for me, I just recently, you know, y'all celebrated my 26th birthday and my three grown children took me to eat. Okay, and we had a good conversation about life, and I asked them to rate me as a mom, and it wasn't all pretty, but it was good because they were real and honest, and they knew they could be with me without judgment. So sometimes we just have to have real conversations with our kids and apologize for things that we didn't even know to do, you know what I mean, so that they can be healthy now that they're having children and my grandchildren can be healthy and whole. So for me, it's just being able to be open and honest and transparent and listen. I don't have a place mm-hmm. to judge them, but I'll be honest. So right. I just want to share that. And I'm so grateful for my, my graces because that's been, been just life-changing for me. Y'all so cute. I love it. Y'all just better be uh, waiting to exhale, period. <laughs> Anybody else want to share? What is your uniqueness right as now. a leader? Yes. And this is Gloria. My, hi. hi. I, my strength is that I don't want to, I, I want to see everybody be free. I want everybody to be able to live the best life that God has for them. I, I, after, after being uh, redeemed from wearing a mask and being, you know, being under the church stuff, I mm-hmm. just want to be free and I want everybody else to experience freedom in Christ without feeling like they have to, you know, be let, or to appear to be less than walk in lack of knowledge of who God is and who they, who we are in Christ. 
So that's my, to me, that is. And sometimes, I, I, you know, I, I personally, I sacrifice a lot, but that's because I want to see people free. So it doesn't matter. So that's mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that. Just the desire to see people free. And um, your authenticity will help other people be authentic. I think that's that's very important. And I think that that's the true identity of a servant leader is when you identify with what I share will help somebody else to feel freedom to share. And then what they share will give the freedom to the liberty to someone else to feel that they can. It's, it's, a, it's a domino effect. And the more we open ourselves up to the refining of the Holy Spirit within our lives, the more we become vessels to which we are examples to others. And I think that that's the perspective that we have to look at life from. I wish I had that perspective growing up instead of why y'all doing what I do, why y'all following me kind of thing. Um, I, I, and now, because that was my experience, it's easier for me to share with my kids why they have those same experiences. Because all of my kids are like, they're head honchos. Uh, my oldest, she's going to be a doctor. Um, my, my second girl, she wants to be a lawyer. So like, they're like, these are leadership positions and even, and I'm not saying that because of the amount of money, um, or the, the place value, but you can be a leader and a janitor. Um, it it has no, there is no respecter of person in that space. Um, but just acknowledging your, your strength makes you a leader. Um, and so it's, it's very valuable for us to, to allow God to refine those areas in us so that we can be the best version of who he created us to be. And I think that's the most um, valuable portion um, when it comes to us growing as individuals in him. So anybody else want to share their uniqueness? Um, what makes you unique as a leader? Hey, Ray. Hey, uh-oh. Woo, woo, woo. We got eight people talking at the same time. Cynthia can go first. Okay. Can a leader be a servant? And the reason I say that is because um, my job is I um, go into the homes and um, help elderly people. And um, it's not coming out how I was wanted to say it when I wasn't talking. But I believe that's my leadership going into and serving and helping them that can't do for themselves. And I get a lot of. Um, a lot of compliments because of the, just the stuff that I do. Um, my uniqueness is I'm a very organized person and how okay. I keep myself organized and clean in my home, I do for them. I'm not going to just do their place any type of way. Yeah. I'm going to do them as how I do them. And um, uh, being a servant, I, I love being a servant. Um I have, um, I don't want to get too deep, like you said, you know, don't tell your whole business. I I had, I tried um, other jobs and it, it didn't go right. So I had to get a job that I, I, I could do. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm do, I, doing this job to the best of my ability. And I, I get compliments all the time from them. And I tell them all the time, you don't, you don't have to say that. This, this is my job. This is something I like doing. I like being a servant. I like, be, you know, I'm a leader. And it's also give me a, a chance to throw out, do you know Jesus? Do you love God? Yeah. Um, and yeah. if they respond, if they don't respond, then, you know, I back up. And I believe that's yeah. where my leadership is. 
I love that. Um, being a servant is a leader. Not everybody wants to serve. So those that want to serve, that makes them a leader. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely, you're a leader. And you've acknowledged your qualities and your your specialties as a servant leader. That's what God wants us to be, servant leaders. It's a dash between the servant and the leader because um, as as one may seem to be greater than the other, it's the least of these. Um, and servant seems to be the least of these, but as a dash in the middle, they corroborate with each other. They're aligning. There's a parallel. That means they're equal to value, meaning if I'm serving, I'm a leader. But leader is not in front of servant. Okay, let's let's make that very clear. It's servant leaders, not leader serving. Um, because mm-hmm. as you serve, you are leading. So that yeah. is very important. And what whatever job you take on, if you take those core values that you presented here this morning, everywhere you go and you take those values, you will lead as many people as you don't think you're leading because you're serving. And it's the heart and the posture of your heart that makes you the leader as you serve. That's yeah, it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anybody else want to share what makes you, uh, where's your personal strength as a leader or what makes you unique as a leader? Right. That was so dope. That was, that was good. That was a good answer. Good answer. Um, um, I think um, my uniqueness, and I wouldn't call it a uniqueness. I would just say um, just to never settle. Um, don't dumb it down because people be settling. We're going to rewind that. Yeah, no, not ever. Mm-mm. Not never settling. I'm, I'm not settling. I'm, it's Philippians, um, I think it's four or three, three, 13 and 14, um, you know, pressing toward the mark of the yes. of a higher calling that's in Christ Jesus. It's always pressing. And it. And yes. believe me, I don't have it all together. I promise you I don't, yes. but I try my best to strive in him to keep me together, to keep me the same person that I was in the streets. I'm the same person, but I've given up yeah. the 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 street ratchetness, and I got the Holy Ghost ratchetness. Yeah. The food of the street. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> serving him with purpose and not just serving, you know, um, it is what it is. But I, I think that's my, um, a big thing for me that I never settle. And when he told me that's what it was, never to settle, I will yeah. never settle again for anything or anybody. Not to say that, you know, it, I just won't. Period. That's just it. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Period. Period. All right. So I have one more question. I'm going to veer this way. What do you do, or what can you do, to strengthen your 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 leadership qualities? What do you do? Um, and what I mean, I'll give an example. Um, so for some people, they may um, they may listen to podcasts to strengthen their leadership qualities. Um, we obviously know prayer and fasting. I don't want to hear that because we all should be doing that. Um, but I want something that helps you personally that you use that is uncommon to strengthen your leadership. If it's to walk, um, if you go and you walk for 30 minutes to strengthen um, your leadership, whatever it is that you find, it may not make sense to anybody else, but it makes sense to you and it helps you. What do you do to strengthen your leadership qualities? And I'll share mine first. If nobody wants to go first. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yes. Hi, this is Ruth. And good morning, beautiful people. I would say for me is to simply take a nap. I love rest. It. Just simply mm-hmm. rest because I am always going, 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 going. And of course, even more so now because I'm catering and all that stuff and with the food truck. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but sometimes I simply need a nap. And my husband would say, mm-hmm. Ruth, you need to, you know, because he said he was going to call the labor board on me because <laughs> we work together. <laughs> he said, and he said, this is too much. We don't get no days off. He said, we don't mm-hmm. work 10 days straight. I'm calling the labor board. <laughs> I said, well, call mm-hmm. me. I said, you want to go to Vegas, don't you? Don't you want to go to Vegas? <laughs> but no, no, really, I say, okay, but I will just keep going and going and going, and um, I don't know when to stop. So just yeah. a simple nap would just do me some good, and so, and just to, you know, sit and just relax. So he's teaching me that, because I've been going mm-hmm. since I was a kid. I'm a, I'm a natural-born leader. I say mm-hmm. that being the oldest of seven, I always had to make a lot of decisions, Um mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I was popping. I ain't trying mm-hmm. to be y'all laughing. I was mm-hmm. popping way back when I was a kid. I remember my mm-hmm. mom telling me I was in the airport, and um, she said I was um, dancing. And she said I had mm-hmm. a whole, I was five years old, dancing at the airport, had a whole crowd around me. And I'm still dancing. Be 57 years old on Sunday. Praise the Lord. Oh, we could have and- been best friends then. <laughs> I love dancing. And in the, every event, I'm dancing. You know, and, and yeah. not for show, but I love it. I love my, yeah. a, a lot of, some of the qualities I have is just meeting people. Um, they always said I had the gift of gab, um, you know, just talking, and we was always VIP at the club. And I, would, I, I didn't have fear. Oh, really? yeah. I just didn't have no fear. Like, we, we about to get this. I didn't mm-hmm. see, I, I, I realized, like, we should have, we could have everything. You know, yeah. God, you know, we, why do I have to, like, um, sister just said, Rochelle, I never settled. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people was wondering, how did you drive the Land Cruiser way back in the 80s? I mm-hmm. wanted the best, the best of the best. Why couldn't Period. we have it? I know that was yes. material, but why? So I'm living the best now at mm-hmm. 56. I'm living the best of the best of the best. God has mm-hmm. given me a gift to cook. And I get to cook for people and bless people all the time when they come up and they ain't got enough money. Or when I see home, I get to bless people. I'm so grateful for that. So it uh so um I have to say something else to make y'all laugh. Oh my god. Um oh so we real quick. So um I for my kids and my grandkids, I know Pastor Coleman say, You see the fruit of your labor when you look at your grandkids. So, mm. so I look at my grandkids now, my granddaughter, and, and she's already, you know, she's already cooking and she always you know, she's starting her leadership now. So and then I look at my daughter, Taylor, Lord have mercy, you know, walking on, you know, um, modeling for Macy's fashion show and walking mm-hmm. on the runway. Leaders already have a yeah. license and then want to have her own place when she was 16. She, mm-hmm. you know, so she over at 21, got her own place, taking care of a cat and a dog, getting a real estate license, got a life insurance license, you know what I'm saying? And just doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look at her and I see the qualities that I that that you know that I have in her now. So leadership is is going to it could be generational too, and that's what I want. Yeah. And I always want to say this. I want to say this last thing. I always wanted to be the best so that my kids can you know see that yeah. listen, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. Amen. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I'm gonna did mine in there, and I'm gonna let y'all go. So how I um. How I refuel my uh, my leadership, or how I I strengthen my own leadership, is to be adventurous. I'm very adventurous, um, and I do things that people, especially people like us, don't tend to do, like ziplining, skydiving, bungee jumping, 
that fuels my leadership because, and I'll say why it fuels my leadership, um, it refuels my leadership because I do things, again, in a different space that other people will not do, other people are not brave enough to do. So it gives me insight um, to liberate, right? As I'm being liberated, I'm able to liberate other people. Um, if I'm not fueled in, if I have not been doing anything adventurous, then I can't teach people adventure. And I don't mean like adventure in the natural sense, but adventure spiritually, right? How do we step out of our comfort zone where you have to do things that are otherwise uncomfortable for other people? Um, so that's that's how I do that. I'm very adventurous. My auntie can speak to that. She talks bad about me all the time because I told her that she should go skydiving with me. And she's like, I'm not jumping on no plane. So <laughs> But for me, it's liberating. It is. I get to experience God from a different perspective. Um, and I know for some people, they're like, "Uh-uh, girl, you crazy." But guess what? I'm on a. I'm on. I got a parachute, y'all, and I'm on. Like this. This has been done for years. This ain't something that's brand new. And I'm not that adventurous. I'm not gonna be the first one to do something, and and that could be considered dangerous. But I love to experience God in a different way. Like I like to experience God like a bird. You know, what birds aren't afraid, but they fly. Um, and they do things, you know, they do things that we have no ability to do. Uh, uh, let's say um, um, uh, hot air balloon riding, like things like that. Like I just like to do things that the normal person, especially black people, will not do at all. Um, so that's something that, that helps me to strengthen my leadership. Um, anybody else want to share what something that they do to strengthen their leadership? I think also strengthen your leadership is um, going beyond the um the um the minor things you do that they wouldn't think you would uh do like for example yeah. um when I clean I don't just clean I may do things where I'm working with the tools um taking the toilet apart putting more putting a new one on and um just just stuff like that doing stuff beyond of the minor stuff that you do yeah. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Anybody else want to share? What do you do to strengthen your leadership qualities? Going once, going twice. Oh. Y'all like my singing? I just feel a little singing in my spirit. I feel a little Uh oh. Somebody Good morning. Good morning. Uh -oh, I'm sorry. I'm outside walking. This is this is Natasha. Um, real Hi, quick, Tasha. I wanted to say, how are you? Thank you so much. Appreciate you. So, I um, so if I gave a really short answer, it would be mirror ministry. I was okay. sitting here thinking before I got on the call. So I'm reading this book that I was introduced to by Lisa Porter, Women's Walk It Out Group. Um, emotional healthy spirituality. Um, you guys have heard us talk about it, mention it. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And yeah. I'm going through it for a second time with a women's group led by a radical midwife. And so I was reading this morning, I was sitting in a car and I was thinking about some areas and things that I need to work on. And I was thinking, okay, these are some, some issues that I'm identifying emotionally that I need to deal with. And then I dial into the call and you issuing this challenge in ways that we can work on, um, taking something that we need to work on or do and committing to 30 days to making the change. 
So I'm like, go ahead, Holy Spirit, with your confirmation. Yes, Lord. I appreciate yes, that. Lord. That's that's the so, best thing I heard all morning. Yes. Yeah. That was just it was just good it's on time to know that you're moving in the right direction and just mm-hmm. taking the time to really look at look at self and see how mm-hmm. can I improve myself because I know my children are watching me and mm-hmm. I am committed to not passing on wounds that I have taken on to them. And so being mm-hmm. willing to do the work to be better, to show up better is the best version of myself. So I thank you for your study and your your yes and your commitment and the way that you share with us on this line. Okay. Absolutely. That's Happy walking, you. girl. Period. More Thank of us need to be breathing heavy on these calls because we walk in and doing the will of the Father <laughs> with our legs. <laughs> I love it. Anybody else want to share? Anybody else want to share before we wrap it up? Going once, going twice, everything nice, all right, y'all, we're going to give you some time back or something. I don't know. It's 7.32, so either you get time back or we went over two minutes. I can't think straight this morning. But <laughs> it has been a pleasure chatting with y'all today, and I enjoyed sharing. Um, and I will see y'all tomorrow. And you guys have a wonderful day, wonder, wonderful rest of your day, week. Um, happy Thanksgiving, all the things. This is a week of sharing, caring, and loving on each other. And spend a time with people. You never know when our last day is. So we should spend the days that we have um, empowering each other and finding out what makes us better. Um, so have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to chatting with y'all tomorrow. All right. Have a great day, y'all. Have a great day, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you, everyone.